Legalese Marketing, and this is Exhibit A Attorneys, where we interview attorneys and other experts across the country to talk about what it truly takes to be the Exhibit A of a successful attorney. Today, I have the wonderful pleasure of having Bernard Nomberg on, who's actually both those things, both a lawyer and an expert. So those, some of you may know him from some of the different Facebook groups, from Nomberg Law Live, from speaking, from, I don't know, everything. So he joins us from a, a fellow Southeasterner. You're over in Alabama. I am. Good afternoon, Jordan. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. We're holding down the, uh, the Southeast today. So I know I missed a lot, uh, lawyer, hiker, sports fan, uh, workers comp in Alabama, just generally awesome guy. I know you also help a lot of other attorneys. You're nice enough to have me on a meeting at the beginning of COVID talking to some other people about how to go virtual. So tell everybody a little bit more about you for those, for any of our listeners or watchers that don't already know you. Well, Jordan, thank you for that kind introduction. Uh, as you said, I'm an attorney in Birmingham, Alabama of the Nomberg. Law firm, my brother and I have been running our firm for about 16, 17 years now. We handle work comp, social security, we're brought on a bankruptcy specialist. And we really have a, we have a good time at what we do. We work hard, we take it very seriously, but at the same time, we try to create a healthy balance in that work life uh, conundrum that always is, uh, is so important for professionals. So as much time as we spend in the office, we also have habitually uh, created or carved out time. It's a lifestyle to make sure that we also have uh, taken, uh, we take control of our health as well. A lot of hiking, a lot of working out, you name it. We try to balance that, but uh, sprinkled in there, we do get some work done and uh, as well as trying to help out other lawyers, whether it's mentoring, which we'll get into, or it's just being a, a colleague to refer cases or bounce cases off of. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about finding the perfect mentor and knowing when to ask for help, a topic near and dear to my heart, both from my awesome time as a baby attorney at the state attorney's office in through my time now as the chairperson for uh, our local Big Brothers, Big Sisters uh, Central Florida charity group. So I'm always big on mentorship. Before we dive into that and get some expert wisdom from Bernard, I want to talk about our previous episode that aired Monday. Um, one of my fellow cool attorneys, Elizabeth Pickle was on talking about finding your voice in a profession that wants you to follow a checklist. So Elizabeth told us about her journey on uh, TikTok over the last year or so, how she's been able to grow, find her voice and really get rid of that checklist that we all seem to think we need of being super aggressive and wearing a suit and always being an attorney. Um, so we'll go back to Bernard, because I know you you don't follow a checklist other than how to help people as much as possible. And, so, and if you haven't, Jordan, if you haven't seen Elizabeth on TikTok, you really should. She's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. I mean, she's got, I don't know, 35, 40,000 followers. I'm one of them. She's got 200,000, 300,000 likes on uh, TikTok. I'm a bunch of them. I mean, and she was... She's a great guest. I'm very lucky to have a slew of amazing guests, yourself being the next one. So I want to talk, I want to, I want to flip the script a little bit here for a second. I want to talk about your initial ex experience into being an attorney and sort of looking for mentors. And then I want to transition into how you become a mentor to so many others. So tell me a little bit about your beginning story, needing mentors, trying to find mentors. 
Well, well, certainly. Our our father was a lawyer for more than 50 years in South Alabama, where we grew up in Dothan, just northwest of Tallahassee, Florida. And so my brothers and I grew up in dad's office in his firm on the weekends after school. We were always around there. But one of the cool things that always struck uh, really in my head and made a huge impression was how dad was just able to address the concerns, the stress, and the uncertainties in his clients. He didn't always have the, the ultimate answer, but he went and got as good of answers as he could get. And what it did was it helped these people move to the next phase in life. It de-stressed a lot of things because dad did a lot of the same work that we do, mainly workers comp. And he always had a few young lawyers training learning in his firm. And I saw that interaction. And one of the other impressions was that dad had told me when I got into to law school was wherever you may land with your first job, you're going to have older lawyers that are going to reach out to you, that are going to provide some wisdom to you, that are going to, you don't have to recreate the wheel is what he's saying. Learn from them, take advantage of their willingness to work with you and to guide you. And I, I tried to soak that up as much as I could. There was a few hundred years, literally a few hundred years of lawyer experience in the first firm that I went to. So anytime I could get somebody's attention for whatever it was, I was not shy about that. And it really helped those first five to six to seven years, because what I didn't know was going to happen is that in about my seventh year, our firm would actually implode. And when I, and not in a bad way, what I mean is uh, two lawyers retired, a, another senior lawyer went into a private practice with a, or with a, uh, a big corporation, some others left. So it just left me and one other younger, even younger than me, less experienced than me to take the firm forward. But by that point, I was starting to get my feet on the ground a little bit. And then we just went on from there. And then David joined me a few years later. So, and I love hearing that story um, because normally we hear the opposite story. You know, like I was lucky enough. I started out as a state attorney under Jeff Ashton from the Casey Anthony case. Fantastic boss, hired a bunch of, you know, management who really helped us learn what we were looking for as, you know, state attorneys. And then I was like, hey, I'm going to open up my own firm and realize I didn't have a, you know, like, like the business lawyer mentor. And I keep finding that more and more frequently now. So are you seeing the same where there's a lot of lawyers really struggling to find that mentorship? Well, you just hit on something. The, one of the things that was not taught when I was in law school, and I don't know if they do now in, in law schools, is teaching you the business of law, how to run a law firm, how to budget, what's a prior, what, you know, what's priority. It may seem from an outsider, well, you're running a business, you need more profit than you have loss and those guys, but it's not that, it's not that simple. Thankfully, the firm administrator with the original firm that I was with, she came with us. So I, again, a mentor, someone who I could learn for, from until she retired a couple of years after that. But more lawyers who I deal with now that I'm uh, 25, 26 years into my practice, and through the the uh, the good, I guess through social media, I've come in contact with lawyers not just in my state but around the country, who I've had now the honor of of 
I guess, advising a little bit, talking to them, answering questions, just making myself available. But you're right. Those types of things, it doesn't matter what year you came out of law school and you find yourself on your own or not having that uh, knowledge, that special knowledge, you're right. You've got to find somebody, somebody, or you're going to, you're going to, you know, it's sink or swim and you got to make a decision real quick on how you're going to do it. And often, you know, from my perspective, I usually tell people you're looking for some buddies, you know, you're looking for several mentors. There's the, there's the lawyer mentor, there's the lawyer business owner mentor, there's maybe the non-lawyer business owner mentor. Are you, you're not in your head. All right. So you agree with me. Good. And we're on, we're on oh, the same oh, page. Big time, big time. Uh, Jordan, we have in Birmingham, our, we have a very active bar association, Birmingham Bar. And as part of it, for about 15 years now, they've had a mentor, mentee uh, committee and or a subgroup where older lawyers in the community can sign up to be mentors. And then if you qualify under whatever their criteria is, you can be a mentee. So I've participated in that as a mentor for four or five years. And we meet a few times a year, usually, well, of late, it's been um, online, but it's a wonderful program. And I would encourage any young lawyer or, or it doesn't matter your age, but if you're in need of any assistance and you just can't figure it out, uh, reach out to your bar association. There may be some resources there. Can I, I want to speak to that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to just reaching out, like literally for you as the mentees, don't be hesitant to get extra help for your mentor. Don't be hesitant to make those connections more. You know, I find myself normally, I mean, I'm still, uh, they still usually only allow me to mentor law students, not necessarily other lawyers, which is probably for the best of everybody. And I'll get, you know, three to five law students a semester. And mm-hmm. one of them will meet with me more than once. The other one's like, thank you so much for your time. I don't want to bother you anymore. Or they'll never show up to even the first meeting. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I'm in, you know, I want to help. I had a lot of people put in some extra time for me. So for any, anybody out there who's from the mentee role, don't hesitate to reach out to your mentor more or, or stay in touch because people are doing this for a reason. I think that is a home run comment by you. As, and, and to add to that, uh, Jordan, I think that the older lawyers want to give back, at least most of whom I, I know. Now, there's those curmudgeons out there, but you, you can quickly identify them. You stay away from those guys. Uh, but most older lawyers want to share some of their experiences. And I just I find it more and more. And I, I like that about the profession. I don't think that gets nearly enough uh, publicity out there. It's way too easy uh, to to emphasize lawyers versus lawyers, you know, bad things that they do. This doesn't sell newspapers, as they used to say, the good things that lawyers do. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, like I said, starting out as a state attorney, you know, there were a couple of defense attorneys that really kicked my butt in court. And then now, you know, we're good friends or I still consider them mentors mm-hmm. because, you know, they were able to come in and be like, hey, you know, you didn't know this. You never had a chance. I've been doing this so long, but like you did a great job with what you had. It was the cop's fault, whatever. And I just I always appreciated the um, that, that level of camaraderie that we have, even in an adversarial profession. I, I, I agree with you. And, and one of the things that that also just struck with me, you said, if you're a mentee, don't be hesitant. It, it's you're not. They'll tell you if they're too busy. They'll tell you if they don't want to be in that role any longer. Go find another mentor. And you, you said earlier, 
you don't have necessarily have to have just one mentor. You can have many for many different variety of reasons, professional or or un, or non-professional reasons. But I think that it's the, the wise young lawyer or young professional, regardless of what you do for a living, finds mentors. I think the apprentice uh, the apprenticeship opportunities in the law should be more and more available than they really are. Yeah, no, absolutely. So now that I hope we have convinced anybody on the fence to you know find a mentor or mentors, when we're talking about finding the perfect mentor, like what, obviously it's gonna be slightly different for everybody, but what are some of like the must haves that we need to talk about? I, I think that if you're a mentee, you need to ask yourself, what are my, my problem or troublesome issues? What do I need advice? Is it about my budget and my, my profit and loss issues? Is it dealing with a certain, um, I'll call them older, more experienced counsel, how to deal with them? Is it dealing with bad judges or whomever? You gotta, I think if you're the mentee, you have to figure those things out and that'll help you carve your way, if you will, when you're looking for your mentors. And on the flip side, if I'm a mentor, I, I, I want to create um, what my parameters are to be able to help young lawyers. For myself, it doesn't matter to me if you're local to me in Birmingham or somewhere in the state of Alabama. You could be in Hawaii. I don't, I don't care. With technology, you can have conversations and communications just about any way. And, and I've got like 15 different ways you can reach me these days. But I think as long as the two sides figure out what they need or want from the, the friendship or the relationship, then you can you can go from there. Uh, but without that communication, without setting up expectations and needs, uh, it's like with any relationship. If you're going to miscommunicate, you're not going to be on healthy, healthy footing. Yeah, that makes total sense because I you know, I find like it's, it's sort of relying upon the mentor to limit themselves to their zone of expertise and relying upon the mentee to figure out what they truly want. And, you know, I know, I think that's, a, I, I know that, or I think that's a mistake that I made is, you know, I talked to a lot of really great defense attorneys when I was first leaving the state attorney's office who gave me awesome advice from the attorney side, but I didn't know the right questions to ask, you know, from that business component or from that management component or whatever it was along those lines. So I just, I love that concept of, you know, really trying to drive in that, that everybody's sharing or learning on the topics that each other is an expert in. Yeah. When I, when I interview or first communicate with somebody who's looking for that mentor, I tell them, here are the things that I can offer for you. I can talk about social media. I can talk about branding. I can talk about um, how to attract uh, more clients from purely a social media standpoint running a small law firm, working within a family business, you know, and I just give them the list of five or six things that I truly have had a lot of experience. Now that list is much smaller than the other part of the list. What I cannot, I cannot tell you anything about tax law or divorce law or any of those other areas of law that we don't handle. If you want to talk about big business or big law, here are my friends who I suggest you call. Call these folks for these areas. So I'm pretty good about that too. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny you phrase it that way because I think most people, so my wife and I each own half of the firm and I think most of the real hard in-depth questions I get are like working with your spouse, you know, or, or in your case, you know, the, 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 a different sort of family relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it's always interesting to be able to share, you know, some of those 
tidbits of wisdom that we've learned through mistakes and, and obviously, you know, learning for, or I guess I shouldn't say mistakes, the uh, opportunities for growth that we've been able to uncover. That's right. That's right. It is unique working with my, I have two brothers. This is my youngest brother, David, and we're about seven and a half years apart in age. And I'm the oldest of the three boys. And it, it is, it's, it's interesting dynamics working within family uh, practice. That's for sure. So any other, I don't want to say tricks, tidbits of wisdom, insight into that, you know, finding the mentor. So we know we need one. We're getting the relationship lined up the right way. Like anything else to kind of look for? I, I think that you have to recognize before you start any of this process, you have to recognize that maybe you do need a mentor. Maybe there are things that are just not going your way and you're hitting your head against the wall continually. The cases aren't coming in. You're falling behind and you're bill paying or whatever it is, you got to recognize that. Or, or maybe the, that you already recognize those things, then you have to own up to the fact that maybe you do need a little bit of help. Everyone needs help at one point or another in their practice. And it's, you know, you've heard, you've heard this many times. It's not the perfection of law, it's the practice of law. And at, after 25, 26 years, I learn stuff every single week that's new that helps. That's why I'm constantly seeking out through social media, uh, new friendships. I get into clubhouse and learn from other lawyers. I, I try to expose myself through social media to all of these people who've already been there or may see things differently from me. And I think as a young lawyer or somebody just starting out, you have to recognize that you need that as well. Because if you're gonna let your pride get in the way, you're not gonna practice law very long. You're gonna find something else to do in a hurry. So that brings up a really good point because some people need a mentor, some people need a coach, some people need a consultant, some people need an employee, some people need a therapist. Mm -hmm. So how do we go about figure or, or all of them? I, maybe, maybe all of us need we, all of those things. Jordan, we've been there. We've utilized all of them, but go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. Um, so, so where do we go about knowing what it is that we need or having the right ask of that mentor or, you know, something along those lines. Who do you trust? Who is somebody who is in your life right now, regardless of the relationship, a parent, spouse, sibling, neighbor, cousin, uncle, doesn't care. Doesn't matter who it is. Who do you trust? Go have that conversation first. Explain to them as much as you feel like that you can share and say, I, I need I need some help from some avenue or some aspect to help me in my practice of law. And I think that as long as you've got somebody who you trust in your life that will give you honest feedback, not just a yes, ma'am, or a yes, sir, kind of a response, but really shares that with you, that should get you moving in the right direction. Now, whether you take that next step is all up to you. And so along those lines, then, what are, are there any consistent problems or issues or events that we can have an attorney look out for as the, like, it's time to find a mentor? Or really, is it just, you're an attorney, it's time to find a mentor? Well, it's a great, great question and, and probably not a very easy to answer uh, issue. You can go seek out all the advice that you want. You can talk to therapists, coaches, family, mentors, whatever, whoever they are. 
but are you really going to take the advice? Are you really going to allow yourself? You've already done the first half, in my opinion. You know, showing up is 90% of it. And then you get your advice. You get the things that you're told to, to work on or to consider. But does your pride, again, I go back to pride. Well, they don't know what they're talking about. Or I can do it better this way. Maybe you can. Why'd you go seek the advice to begin with? I think you really have to look from within. Maybe, maybe it'd be a good thing to have a mirror, <laughs> a mirror in your office. So you're really asking that of yourself. They've told me, they've exposed me, so to speak. They see what I already knew. And that's, here's where I'm weak, X, Y, and Z. Now, am I going to do something about it? I don't know. It's up to the yeah. individual person. I always love a, uh, I, got, I got a buddy of mine who has, who has the best line that I find myself repeating a bunch. You know, you give the client the advice, they don't take your advice, they come back to you. And so it's, this thing is always, why did you pay me $1,500, $5,000? Like, wh why did you pay me for my advice to not take it? And so I think a lot of us as attorneys sort of need to swallow that same pill in the, uh, the mirror example that you talked about being very true. You know, Jordan, I think any successful professional will ultimately tell you these people help me along my, my way. They help me down my path. I've yet to understand, uh, I've, I've yet to hear someone say, it was all me. I did this on my own because I'm the smartest guy in the room or the, the, the most um, influential woman around. I just get things done. Maybe you do, but before you got to there, how'd you get there? Well, that was the, uh, so obviously, you know, Jordan of Jordan Law, my middle name is Michael. So I I, I've always had a connection to Michael Jordan. And so his Hall of Fame speech about all the slights, you know, everybody's so taken aback by it. And I'm looking at it like, look, most people don't look at it that way. And be, he's like the exception that proves the rule of exactly what you said. Like he took all these slights to heart, whereas most of us take the the interconnectedness of each other, the... Um, the famous saying being, you know, if I see farther than those who came before me, it's because I stand on the shoulders of giants. Like that's a much more common experience than, you know, the Michael Jordan slight example, which I think proves his greatness through being the exception. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, I've heard that speech as, as well. And in other interviews where he's missed, he missed over 9,000 shots. He missed, I don't know what the number is. So many game winning last second shots and all of that was his fuel. And that's, that's, you know, you can very easily make an analogy in the practice of all. You're not going to win every case. You're not going to keep every client. You're not going to make every client happy. You're not going to get a five-star review on Google from every client. You just, you have to learn from those things. But again, looking from within, are you actually going to remember what happened and use that to better yourself, your practice and your firm? Uh, and I think that mentors really help guide you in the, in that way. Hey, don't do these. This is what I've already learned. I don't want you to make these same mistakes, but let's learn from them. And I think that's what mentors do such a beautiful job in most instances. Yeah. And I want to transition using that to the, uh, the knowing when to ask for help. Mm -hmm. So I am a big proponent of ask for help probably before you need it, you know, hire employees before yeah. you've got too much work, yeah. you know, uh, have an accountant before you get audited by the IRS, whatever it is. Are you in agreement on that? Oh, 100%, 100% of the time. You don't, you don't want to create a, Oh my gosh, what have I gotten myself into? 
for example, you don't want to screw up not paying proper taxes. And like you said a second ago, and then the IRS comes to you in a few months and says, hmm, we need to have a little talk. And you're just, oh boy. And then you're scrambling. Well, why didn't you have an accountant do all of your, your proper work? Or why, if, you, if you're an accountant by trade, why didn't you do those things? Are you avoiding paying taxes on purpose? Or do you just truly just not know what you're supposed to be doing? I don't mind wearing a belt and suspenders at the same time sometimes. You know, I like that. Just, that is a. Uh... <laughs> I don't want my pants falling down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. So from the knowing when to ask for help, I mean, what's the. What's what's the takeaway from the mentee role? I mean, obviously, you know, ask away, ask early, but like, how do we really frame what to ask? I think that that really starts the day you want to become a lawyer because you're constantly asking questions, or at least you should be, because there's so much to learn. How do you know what type of lawyer you want to become after law school? A lot of people have no clue. Now, if you if you're lucky or fortunate enough, when you're going through law school in those summer times, you can clerk at firms that may offer offer the opportunities, kind of like what uh, in medical school, you get the different rotations and you get to see what it's about. But a lot of lawyers don't know, or they may get into one area of law. And then a few years down the road, I don't I don't like doing real estate law. I want to go into I really like domestic relations. Well, my point here is you need to start asking questions from day one and along your journey, it'll dawn on you, or at least it should for those who ultimately are going to be successful. I need to find out what I need to find out. Who do I ask? Where do I ask? You got to dig. You have to. Otherwise, yeah. you're just going to be floating out in the ocean looking for an island and you may not ever find it. And I always love the kind of getting out of your own way questions, you know? So one of my favorite ones is if you could go back in time, 10 years, you know, what advice would you give yourself things like that? Or, you know, or you ask your mentor, like what else, what do you think I'm not asking? You know, what questions do you think I'm not asking or what insight am I, you know, do you want to share that I haven't asked about um, questions like that? Because oftentimes, you know, they'll know, or they'll know what they needed when they were in your position, which you may have covered. And, you know, even if you think you're fully prepared, you still may have to take a leap of faith, even with the knowledge that you have. You have to take that leap because until it's it, it, it goes to the Teddy Roosevelt man in the arena. Unless you're in the arena doing the, the act as opposed to a critic on the sidelines, how do you know what what the experience is truly all about until you do it? I'll give you a very quick example. Jordan, David and I were practicing together. We were building our firm. This was many years ago. Big firm came by and said, we want you guys to head up our Birmingham office and here's the plans. Well, we took that chance. We did it for a few years. Ultimately, it didn't work for us. And we went back. We didn't realize how happy we were, you know, as an up and coming firm until we got into this role with the bigger firm and they took away our authority, our autonomy and those kind of things. So the grass isn't always greener. So we, we left that firm went back out on our own and haven't looked back since. So that to go, to go back to what you had just asked, you got to get in and go do, you, you have to, you have to be proactive. Yeah. And, and along those lines, I also like having 
some mentors that are slightly more experienced than you or even slightly less experienced. You know, I love well, you're talking about going on Clubhouse to, to update yourself on some of the social media. I'm sure there's a ton of like six month experience attorneys that had more time, more energy or a different background that really got them diving into the social media. So you can learn a lot for your own profession from those who came just before you, from those who are just behind you, from those who have been at it forever, from those who are brand new to the profession and have a totally different view on some things. It's, it's spot on. Clubhouse has been, and this may sound like a little promo for Clubhouse, every Tuesday, David and I and one other lawyer, we hold, we hold a room. We have an hour to 90 minute talk. We change up the topics every week. We don't know who's going to show up. Now, there are some regulars. There's about 10 or so regulars who we've gotten to know from different parts of the world, different parts of the country. And then we may have 30 or 40 more other lawyers show up and we change up the topics. But that I love the perspectives. And I promise you every week I take away a nugget of information from somebody in that room who's done something of an experience that I didn't have that I can now utilize in some way in my practice. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm like, I learned so much from my mentees. You know, my, my, uh, my current law school intern asked me a question and he's like, look, I know this is gonna be really basic, but like whatever the question was. And I sat there and I was like, you know, I don't know the answer to that. Like we've always done it this way, but I don't know why. And so I'm like, all right, we're gonna research it. You know, is that, is that case law? Is that a statute? Is that, you know, just local policy? Um, and then I end up learning a bunch. So it's so cool to see, you know, that you uh, you grow by teaching just as much as you grow by learning. You really do. So as we get towards the end of this conversation, what else do you want to make sure we cover? What other insight do you want to make sure that we share with people? Um, obviously, I think this is one of the most important topics that we've had on the show. So I want to I want to make sure we have the right uh, shoulder shoulder nudge and kick in the butt to get people on uh, finding mentors and getting this help. I guess to in two-part response. First would be any of your listeners or followers, if you want to reach out to me, I'm happy to, to take on that role or to maybe guide you in the right direction to somebody who could provide that. And there's many ways to get in touch with me. I think that the, the second part of my answer would be, Jordan, is don't let your pride get in the way. If you there's so many people who have done what you've done ahead of you and have learned from their experiences. Find yourself, whether it's somebody locally to your community, in your state, wherever it is with social media, there are people, it's, it's endless, the amount of resources. You're not alone in doing this. You may be a solo practitioner or you may feel like you're on an island because you're the, the youngest lawyer in the firm or whatever your situation is. Get somebody to help you. And as you said earlier, it doesn't have to just be a lawyer as a mentee or excuse me, as a mentor. It could be a therapist. It could be, I mean, there's a whole host of, call them whatever it is. It's somebody to help you solve those problems. But you got to recognize that you need it. And then you have to admit that you want it and then go do it. And so along those lines for contact, uh, we've got your website, We've got LinkedIn, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, uh, and we have your personal Facebook. And how about my email address? Okay, let's, uh, Breezy, are you, hold on, let me, can you add the email address? Awesome. And let me make sure we get that correctly and I'll read it out for anybody listening. I've got Bernard at Nomberglaw.com. That's it. All right, we'll make sure we drop that in the comments. 
Thank you. I certainly welcome the uh, anybody who wants to chat. And I, I will echo that you are not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. It was so cool to see, you know, I think you had 30, 35 attorneys there talking at the very beginning of COVID about how we could go virtual and get all those things uh, together as we all made our little pivots, whether they were technology-based, uh, industry-based, practice area-based, whatever. So thank, thank you. you. I was very proud of that. We did two interviews a week for, I think, 13 weeks. I can't remember exactly how long it was, but we just... We tried to cover all areas of society that we could uh, just to help folks. Awesome. All right. So I'm not going to let you go just yet, but mm -hmm. I do want to talk about our next episode. That's going to air on Monday, the steps to creating organic community visibility with Devin Slavinsky. And to be honest, I don't even know what organic community visibility is. So we're going to find out together, but it sounds good, right? Like we are organically visible in our local community. And most of us as attorneys, are going to be hyper localized to our city, our town, our area. So I think I'm going to learn something at the very least. And I hope you will come with it. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Yeah. All right. So the uh, we're going to end this show the same way we end the other ones. For somebody who's listening to this for the last, I don't know, 40, 45 minutes, if they take nothing else from this except what you're about to share now, it could be something you've touched on before. It could be a totally different topic. But from your perspective, what is the most important thing that somebody can do so that they too can be the exhibit A of a successful attorney. How much time do we have? No, just kidding. Hey, you got 20 minutes if it's, a, if it's that good of an answer. It, it, it's probably not a 20 minute answer. It's more like a two minute answer. But Jordan, life, life is, is full of ups and downs. And I have just learned that it, the best for me is to stay on as much of an emotional even keel as I can. And I know we've all heard that term, but what does it mean? Well, everybody's emotions are different. Some people run hot, some people run cold, but life is going to be up and down. It's not always up and it's not always down, but when it is down and whatever it may be that's troubling you, whether it's in your professional life or in your personal life, don't go at it alone. Life's too short to fight all the battles. Life's too short to assume that you will just figure it out. Well, figure it out, but get help, whether it's a mentor, a therapist, a friend, a colleague, a relative, it doesn't matter. Just find somebody you trust, talk it out with them and go forward. And along the same lines, I was watching a video, it might've been on TikTok, it might've been on YouTube, I don't know. And basically it boiled down to the guy making the point, you have to have the negative and bad things happen in your life to really understand and appreciate the positives. And so... Mm -hmm. You know, you need those low moments, those valleys to really have the peaks impact you in the way that they're meant to so that you can have that, you know, appreciation of living in the moment. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree All more. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. Jordan, I am, my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me on your show. I always love talking about this topic. And obviously, it's great to talk to you about somebody who, see, who we see eye to eye, but also who is putting in a lot of work and effort to be a mentor to attorneys everywhere. Thank you for listening to this episode of Exhibit A Attorneys. If you're interested in becoming the Exhibit A of successful attorney, please check us out at legalesemarketing.com, E-A-S-E.